0: morning is Galatians chapter 3 and we're reading verses 1 to 14. That can be found on pages 1,169 in the church bible in front of you. So that's Galatians chapter 3 and we're going to be starting at verse 1. You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by your believing what you heard? So also Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Understand, then, that those who have faith are children of Abraham. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, ...and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse. As it is written, cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law... Clearly, no one who relies on the law is justified before God, because the righteous will live by faith. The law is not based on faith. On the contrary, it says, the person who does these things will live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, so that, by faith, we might receive the promise of the Spirit.
1: Verity, For reading for us, uh, keep that uh, bit of the Bible open in front of you as we come to this, what is a A cracking passage. All sorts of good things in here for us this morning from God's Word. I'm going to lead us in a short prayer as we come to look at this. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this part of the Bible and for this letter that we've been going through. And as we consider it this morning, we ask that by your Spirit you would illumine our hearts so we might see the lovely and precious Lord Jesus, Uh, and again, take hold of him by faith, uh, knowing that, trusting him, that he is ours, and we are his, and we ask this in his name, amen. Um, Last week, if you were here at the 9.30 service, we had uh, little Miriam Stoudacker's baptism, if you were here for that, or maybe zooming in online, we were. Uh, We were on holiday last week. But it was wonderful, wasn't it? Rejoicing with the family in God's gospel promises. Families matter, don't they? Do you do this? Do you you look at children and don't you think, what a drain on resources you are. Do you you ever do that as you you look at children? Just the, I mean, the money, the clothes, the foods, What a drain on resources. Um, I, I love the film Lawrence of Arabia. If you've seen that, there's a great scene in it when one of the Arabian tribal leaders says, I carry, I carry 23 great wounds, all got in battle. I scatter my enemies. I take away their flocks and herds. The Turks pay me a golden treasure, yet to this day I am poor. And then this line, because I am a river to my people. And they all cheer at that point. I say the same thing often over breakfast. Um, <laughs> just so you know, family, Dad could be a rich man. I could be a rich man. I'm paid a golden treasure, but to this day, I am poor because I am a river to my people. Eat your Weetabix. Uh You can imagine how that goes down. Uh, but you get the sense of it, don't you? Everything, everything that is mine is for you. And talk to any parent who's seen the price of a, any new parent who's seen the price of a, a pram, and they know about being a river to their people. Things are just expensive, but it is a, but it is a joyful giving away. Uh, family at its best, is meant to be that. It's meant to be, it's meant to be a river being poured out to you. That's what, that's what family is, is about. And here's the thing, that the Bible would say that families, even at their best, are only ever a pointer to a much bigger plan. The Christian good news says God, God is making a family that He wants to draw you into, in which a river will be poured out to you a river of blessing will continually be poured out to. And Paul begins to speak about that family here. Do you see it? Uh, Chapter 3, verse 7, you can look at it on the screen or in the Bible if you've got it in front of you. He says, understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. If you're a Christian… You're part of this family. Have you ever thought about that before? You're part of Abraham's family. That's what the Bible is saying. If you're a Christian, you are in this family. The Bible says our world, the story of our world, is of a good one gone bad, but God has a glorious plan to take people who'd gone bad, rescue them, forgive them, change them, bring them into His family, in some ways, it begins with the story of Abraham. You can understand the story of the Bible is, in one way, it's being about answering this question, uh, how do you get into God's family? It's an issue for the Christians Paul's writing to in Galatia, because they're being told two different things. Paul has said, you get into God's family through faith in Jesus alone. We've heard that over the past couple of weeks. If you just look back to chapter 2 and verse 16, and we've heard these words uh, more than once. Uh, Paul writes this, we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus that we may be justified. That's made right, made right with God, justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, our, our kind of good behavior, our good works. Uh, from time to time, you'll hear people talk, in this kind of way, they'll, they'll talk about people of faith. I had a conversation with uh, a delightful man uh, on the common this morning when I was walking the dog and talked about having faith. Uh, you'll you hear people talk that way, uh, people of faith, or they'll say things like, I wish I had your faith. As if, and as you listen to them, the way they're saying it, it's it's almost as if faith was a thing in and of itself. A bit like a character trait. Some people have a good sense of humor. Uh, Some people are good at telling stories. Some people have faith. Um, Which is confusing when Paul says God justifies, makes people right with him by faith. Does he mean... Do you read that in these passages? Does he mean the quality of having faith makes you right with God? No. It doesn't mean that. When Paul talks about faith, you, you see what he's getting at. He's talking about faith in Christ. He, he means something like this. Let me pop it up on the screen. He, here's you, and here's Jesus, And what Paul's saying is, look, faith has an object. Uh, It's not a character trait. Faith, it is in something fixed. That is Jesus. And even that is specific, because Paul will say this about this Jesus, this Jesus that you're to believe in. He's the one who was crucified for sin. When Paul says we're justified by faith, made right with God, he means... Faith is the instrument, if you like, the means through which the river of blessing, that is the Lord Jesus, flows to you. That faith alone. You you put your faith in Jesus, and you are justified, made right with God, brought into God's family, not because we've kept God's laws. It's all been Jesus, and He, He Himself, and all His blessings, you get Him, you get them by means of faith alone. You get that? That's the way it comes. That's what Paul's talking about, justified by faith alone in Jesus. But there are others that Paul's writing to, to speak against who, who are saying you need to have it, and their kind of way of working it is this, you, yeah, you need to have faith in Jesus plus add in your, your good works, plus keep some of the Jewish laws. Being in God's family in part depends on your good behavior. Jesus is part of it, they will say, but Your good behavior is part of it. That's what, in the end, will mean you get in or not. Well, look, which is it? That's what Paul's addressing here. Does it depend only on trusting Jesus, or does it depend partly on good things you do? So, two things this morning that Paul's going to say. Here's here's the first of them. Paul says this, only a fool would think getting into God's family was a reward for good behavior. Now, that's a bit of a mouthful. It's a bit of a long kind of heading, but I think it's easy to get your head around. You want to say it in your head. Get that stuck in there. Paul's saying this, only a fool would think getting into God's family is a reward for good behavior. Verse one, just have a look at it from our reading. Verse one, Paul says this, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? He sense his tone. At verse 2, he says this, I'd like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law, the good things you did, or by believing what you heard? Now, you can hear Paul at this point and think he just sounds a bit rude. Only a fool would think like this. And you might think as well, well, look, that's 2,000 years ago, but no one's saying to us being right with God depends on your good behavior, except they are. You come across it in all sorts of places. Here's one example. A couple of years back, a leader of one of our political parties said this in an Easter message. Uh, Let me just read it out for you. They said this, this is the heart of the Christian message. Here's from a political leader. I think they were prime minister at the time. It was this, it's all about remembering the importance of change, responsibility, and doing the right thing for the good of our children. In other words, the heart of the Christian message is your good behavior. Now, like who'd want to contradict that? And lots of those things they've mentioned, they are good things. Being responsible, caring for your children, they, they are good things. But that's not what's being talked about here. They're saying that's the heart of the Christian message. Your good behavior. I mean, who'd want to contradict important leaders? And yet, the Apostle Paul says. You and I, if we really are Christians, must look them in the eye and say, only a fool would think getting into God's family was a reward for good behavior. Is Paul right? Or is he just rude? He wants us to know he really is right. And so he says, here's the second thing. Look, saved through faith in Jesus alone is what God's law, even in the Old Testament, teaches us. Uh, some of us here, part of our, our church family, some of us here were, we were already Christians before we started coming to Christchurch. We were Christians, became Christians somewhere else, then we arrived here. But there's others of us here who, who became Christians since we started coming, and it, it's not a small thing, is it? starting to come to church, there might have been different reasons that, that brought you along. It might, might have been the kids. Maybe it was first steps or something like that. Maybe it was friendships It grafted something that, that brought you along or it was after a bereavement or you, maybe you came because you were asking big questions and you thought you might get some answers to those kind of things here. And it can feel daunting, can't it? When you walk into a church for the first time, there's lots of people you don't know, but you, you came and you got over that and you started coming along here. And when you became interested in the message of Jesus and you looked around at, at people who were here who were Christians, you, you would have seen certain things about the way they live. You might have liked some of those things. And you may have thought, what are the things that I'll have to do? if I want to be a Christian like them. My life's a bit mixed up. Don't know if people know that. My life's a bit mixed up. What, what will I need to change first? What are the things in my life I'll need to change if I want to become a Christian? And hopefully you got to the point where you heard or were told, and it just seemed like great news to you, you were, you were told or you were heard this, the only thing The only thing you need to do is to believe, is to trust the good news about Jesus. Put your faith in him. Take him as your Lord. I mean, change will happen, obviously. I mean, if you. If you say you trust the Lord Jesus, you'll have to trust what he says. So so change will happen. If you really trust him, change will happen. But change is not what gets you in or even keeps you in. It's not what you do, but what Jesus has done. And you found, if that was true for you, you found, haven't you, there are still things about your life that are a bit mixed up. Uh, The promised change, it isn't always quick, even the changes that you want. We'll we'll get to some of that. Paul will get to that in chapter 5 about how the change begins to happen. But look, the promised change, even if it's not been quick, despite that, this is saying you are a proper Christian. If you're Trusting Jesus, you couldn't be more of a proper Christian. Those of you in Pathfinders and Grafted, those of you who are younger and you think, well, I don't know very much yet, but I've trusted Jesus. The Apostle Paul says, you're in the family. Jesus is your older brother. His father's become your father. Now you're in, you can't be more in. He's the one that gets you in. Look, in verses 1 to 6, just come back to the passage with me. In verses 1 to 6, Paul speaks to the Galatians about their experience. He is frustrated with them because they should know this. And he asks a kind of series of quick-fire questions, boom, 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 one after the other, but what they boil down to is this, did you become a Christian because of changes you made or because you believed in Jesus? And that's why he says in verse 1, you foolish Galatians, we told you all this, before your very eyes, do you, do you hear what he says? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. The, the words he uses there in the Greek, it's kind of like we placarded this up. This was the thing we almost made a big sign of. This was the big thing we said. It's all about Jesus. Why would Jesus go to the cross and die if all you had to do was try a bit harder? Why would He go to the cross if, if all you had to do was contribute a bit yourself? But it wasn't that. It was trusting Jesus alone. Now, I guess they might have said and might have been saying, look, Paul, yes, we heard that, but we were wondering about all those Old Testament laws, don't they suggest getting right with God is at least partly about what we do? So you see what Paul does, and why we've got this bit of the Bible, he, he takes them on a brief tour of the Old Testament about how you get into God's family and how you get right with God. Verse 6, just look at it with me, goes back to the first book of the Bible, and a character there, Abraham in Genesis, and Paul says right at the beginning of the Bible, so also Abraham... He believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Credited as righteous, that's justified by faith. The way in for Abraham, it wasn't changes he made. It was trusting God's promise. Do you remember... Do you remember when you are little going on seaside holidays? Did you ever do that? Uh, Going by the the beach, and maybe, maybe you're, someone like me, you got a bit of spending money for the holiday, and you're walking down by the front, all the shops there, all the amazing things they're selling, those incredible buckets and spades, anything made out of plastic, rubber rings, all that stuff, and you've got your spending money, and then you see those sticks of pink rock. Do you ever get one of those? And you get one, and you... You start slurping on it, and the writing on the top, that says Brighton, maybe Brighton if you were posher, Blackpool if you were less posh, wherever you ended up on your seaside holiday. And three days later, when you're almost finished, the writing is still the same, the same words all the way through. Now, if you can... Remember that kind of thing, and imagine that. Paul's saying, look, from the beginning of God's plans, the writing on how you join his family, it is the same all the way through. The means by which God intends to be a river of blessing to you. It's always been the same. It's through Jesus. Him poured out for you, loving you in this kind of way. It's through Jesus. Trust him alone. Oh, yes, Paul, but look, if we want to get in, isn't it partly about keeping God's laws? Isn't it partly about keeping enough of God's laws? Come to verse 10, just Paul and Paul's argument. It's important we get this. Paul's quoting another Old Testament book, part of the law, as it's called, Deuteronomy 27, and he picks out this verse. In verse 10 for us to look at, where it says in the Old Testament, cursed is everyone who does not continue to do, and notice the word, everything written in the book of the law. Paul's saying, if at any point you or I want to rely on good things you do to get into God's family... If you want to rely at any point on the good things you do to get in, the Bible says you will need to keep God's law all the time to get in on that basis. And no one can do that. And so that means you'll be under God's curse. If you're gonna rely on in any way the stuff you do, you're gonna have to do it all. And you think, well, I can never do that. There isn't a day that goes past where I don't say something I shouldn't have done to my parents. There isn't a day that goes past parents when I don't say something I wish I hadn't done to my children or to my spouse. There isn't a day that goes past by that. Well, that that means I'm under God's curse then. I've broken his laws. I'll be on the outside. What would be the solution to that? What's God's solution? Verse 13, do you understand Paul's argument? Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole or hung on a tree. When Jesus went to the cross, he's doing that for you. He alone lived a totally right life, never did anything wrong. At the cross, he was paying the price Alone, for everything you and I have done wrong, so that being good enough to get into God's family depends on trusting Him alone. And so you can come in if you'll trust Him alone to get you in. You crunch and slurp your way through the stick of rock, that is the Bible, and you'll find the same thing written all the way through Jesus, alone, all the way through the Bible, all the way through history, all the way through your life. Some things in the Bible, it's obvious straight away what we're meant to do with them, isn't it? You know, when the Bible says, love your enemies, you know what you're meant to do. When it says, forgive one another. you you know what you're meant to do. There are other parts of the Bible where God seems to be saying, look, start by making sure you've really understood this. Don't just assume you've got it. Make sure you've got it really clear. Only a fool would think getting into God's family is a reward for good behavior. Don't rely on anything you've done. And look, saved through faith in Jesus alone is what the Old Testament teaches. Don't think the Bible was ever telling you something different. It's always been about this. Lots will flow out from this. But we need to get that clear. Your rightness, your security, your being part of God's family, it's found in Jesus. You're trusting Him? You might think, well, look, what is the point of those Old Testament laws? We'll come back to that next week. Paul's going to say some more about that. But just as we, we draw to a close, look, how, how will we know if we're really beginning to get this? How will we know if justification by faith in Jesus is really beginning to go deep? Like, here's just a little thing to think about. Like, here's one thing to consider. How do you handle when you or or someone else does something wrong really wrong if you think the way you've got to live life and your basis for being accepted is on how well you do i think one of the things you'll be tempted to do is to confess other people's sins more than yours do you know that You'll be someone who's tempted to confess other people's sins more than yours, which is what gossip is, isn't it? You thought about that? Gossip is really confessing other people's sins, not your own. And you'll more often feel better about yourself by criticizing others, whether it's your sister or your parents, because you've got to rely on your own standing at that point. And often the way that will work its way out is I've just got to make myself feel a bit better than others around me. But if you know Jesus like this, if you know he's the one who justifies you through trusting him, if you know, the one who really, if you know he's the one who really makes you part of his family and you're secure in him, that you know he loves you and he's poured himself out for you, you'll be able from that point to be able to confess your sin. And you'll find you're often wrong. You'll see it, but you'll want to grow and you'll feel secure in Jesus to be able to own up to those things and ask for his help. Let's bow our heads for a moment to pray. The musicians are going to come back up. But let's take a moment um, just to pray. And if you've got thoughts you want to bring before the Lord, um, why not take a moment to do that now? Friends, I don't know how you've uh, arrived at church this morning. It might be all sorts of different ways, but I guess there might be some of us who feel, um, we're coming here and we feel a bit gutted. We feel a bit wretched. Maybe there's things we've done that have uh, not been what we should have done. Uh, Maybe you come this morning and you, you feel your heart's, a bit cold towards the Lord, or uh, you feel a bit far away from Him, but you are someone who's trusted the Lord Jesus. Hear again these words and understand what they mean when Paul writes, understand then that those who have faith, and it's faith in Jesus, are children of Abraham. You are part of God's family. You are much loved and you are secure in Him. And we're gonna stand and sing a closing song of praise that picks up that, here we stand.